with David Ian and Kate Dale. The show that plums the depths of mediocrity, celebrates the ordinary, and enjoys the everyday. Hi everyone, welcome to Mediocre Gay, the podcast. I am David Ian. And I'm Kate Dale. Uh, so, David, how's your week been this week? It's been okay. Uh, I, I, had, I had to fly to Cornwall and back in a day, which is quite tiring. But I was excited because when I fly to Cornwall, it's on a tiny little plane. And what I really love is that they give you a hot towel, like it's the 80s, uh, but they didn't give me a hot towel both times. Oh, the which, inhumanity. Which means I'm, I know, I might as well have gone by train and saved the environment because literally the only reason I go is the hot towel. I sound... Greta's not going to love me, is she? No. What about you? Uh, well, I'm... She's not going to love me either, actually. Um, I'm about to fly for a solo for the first time yeah. since the pandemic, long haul. Tell all the gays where you're going, Kate. So I'm going to speak at a World Health Organization conference, uh-huh. which is very exciting. But where is it, Kate? I didn't choose the location. Where is this. it, Kate? It's in Abu Dhabi. Mm, that LGBT-friendly place. As a queer woman, I feel there's two aspects of me they are not particularly good to be much. Well, I mean, there's every chance I'll be presenting this solo from now on, isn't there? So your plan came together after (laughs) all. (laughs) I contacted the WHO and got them to book it there. Why do you like flying alone? Because, especially long haul, um, because you're just in your own space and you just, there's no one else to keep happy. Maybe it reflects people I've flown with in the past and thinking I'd rather be on my own. But you just don't have to worry about anyone else where you're going to eat. You don't have to accommodate anyone else's needs or desires. You can just cocoon yourself for the six, seven, 10, 12, however long it is, hours. And it's just easier. But there's something, you're just in a little world of your own. You live alone. Yes, but when I'm living alone, I'm thinking about the things I should be doing. And you don't have a little person bringing you food. And well, I maybe don't know. you do, I don't know. I wouldn't call cabin crew little people because I would feel quite patronising. Oh, that is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have... I was thinking of, like, tiny people as opposed to, like, the little people. I'm not sure that gets us any better, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I think the entirety of this intro is possibly problematic. Um, but, yes, I do quite like that. I like the binge-watching of slightly edited-down films on small screens. Um, it's because there's nowhere else you can be. There's nothing else you can do. Are you flying business class because you are my poshest friend? I mean, that's not true. I'm not. And also, no, because it's... Um... Who do you think my poshest friend is? I don't know. I just can't possibly be your poshest friend because I'm not posh. You I just... get fruit delivered every... Uh, veg delivered every week. That's and flowers posh. delivered every week. Yeah, t- from myself to myself before that sounds slightly, uh, yeah, which it's is posh, just... posh, right? It's posh. <sighs> well... OK, we've got a guest this week. Uh, <laughs> thanks for that amazing chat. Um, so this week we've got a very exciting guest, uh, a award-winning director. Matthew Cullum is with us. Yay! Welcome. Uh, myself. Tell us about the award you've just won. Uh, I just won a Pink News Award um, for... Technically, it wasn't for just me, but it was for Advertising Campaign of the Year. What um, advertising? A a Netflix show. I was advertising Bridgerton. So I do this show called... uh, I direct this show called Doing It With Netflix, where we get two drag queens to do, like, a challenge or a series of challenges based on a Netflix show. So this one was... um, Monet Exchange and the Vivian um, from the US and UK series, um, taking a Bridgerton etiquette class um, with nice. some of them. Do you ever watch Ledette's a Lady on ITV? 
that's not been on recently, has it? No, it's really old. Yeah, but like, I think it was, I saw it's kind of like episodes, you know, like yeah. the early noughties, like really problematic reality TV, yeah, like wife swap and that kind of thing. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of from that era. So they'd get kind of like lower class ladies to be like higher class ladies. Yeah, um, excellent. I can't think of a better way to put it. Um, but yeah, we got uh, one of the teachers from that called Liz Brewer. She's right. very posh. She like um, she was an etiquette coach for one of the Trumps. It they been... had etiquette lessons? Apparently so. I think it was for Ivanka, Donald's wife. Right. She's okay. Dead now, She's dead she? now, She's yeah. She's dead yeah. now, anyway. R.I.P. But like, <laughs> so we got Liz Brewer to teach Monet Exchange and Vivian etiquette in like, uh, I think it was Diana's family's old house, like Spencer House. So they used to own it, but they don't anymore. So, I mean, this, maybe you don't know the answer to this. Also not relevant, but I'm going to ask anyway, is American etiquette the same as like British etiquette? Like would she have taught? I mean, one exists and one doesn't. So... I think but, it's the Americans <laughs> wanting to buying into this aristocracy royal family type etiquette, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, Liz is British herself, but she just teaches like yeah. she's got clients around the world. I think she's got some from Abu Dhabi and Dubai and everything as well. So she's also, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to keep bringing that up. No right? judgment here. <laughs> no, no not at all. It's fine. Not at all. Such a liar. Because um, all you do is judge. Anyway, sorry, Matt. But yeah, she uh, she taught both of them etiquette and failed completely. It was very, very funny. Um, yeah, because Vivian's from Liverpool and Monet is from Brooklyn. So neither were very, like, etiquette trained. Mm -hmm. um, but they tried their best. It was a very funny video, and now it's award-winning, so I'm very happy oh, with that. amazing. That's well fantastic. done. Thank you very much. Also, Thank like, you. that's a really good example of the kind of work that you do, like, you do a lot with drag and artists and that, don't you? Yes, I do. So, like, I used to be a just an editor. Um, I say just an editor, they're very important. But I used to edit, and then I've moved into directing in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, mostly focused on drag. So... Um, I used to edit this uh, comedy series called I Like to Watch UK, which is where it's basically drag queen goggle box where they watch Netflix shows. And then I directed a, a short documentary last year for Netflix um, about the UK drag industry. Um, and I'm also doing this comedy series doing it with Netflix. So a lot of drag stuff, a lot, a lot of, of Netflix stuff. stuff. Amazing. Can I just say that was a very good save for this episode of complimenting editors. So the editor of this will be very glad. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, that was a very I, good well, save. <laughs> I love editors. I just find it hard because it's like the trade. It's like my, it's basically my craft that I honed for 10 years. But I find it, I find it kind of dull now. I don't know. You've I'm done just it. mediocre at it as well. Uh. <sighs> Can I ask about this? So did you party hard and after you won? And also, what's the etiquette of winning something? Did you celebrate and say, losers, 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 to all the other nominees? Or had, <sighs> had you practised? I will ask a question in a minute. Uh, had you <laughs> practised your... Right. I'm trying to handle all of this. <laughs> <laughs> OK, yeah so, uh, yeah, so the etiquette of winning, how did you handle that? Um, I didn't think too much about it, you know. I, like, I, I, I think everyone goes into an awards ceremony not expecting it even if in the back of your mind you think i probably have because i'll looking at our category because advertising campaign a lot of people haven't seen them whereas our one actually is it's kind of like a stealth advertising campaign because obviously it is advertising the show but it's not really it's like, dressed up as like exactly show it's just itself. fun to watch yeah. like it's a fun like comedy video to watch um so we did have a feeling and it was public voted so we just have a feeling we might 
we might get it. But like when you go in, you're like, oh, like we walked in and we were sat right at the back and oh, we thought yeah. that's not a good sign, is it? Because they always put the nominees at the front. Well, they don't want a long walk, do well, they? And it was a very, listen, it was a very long walk when we had to go up there. But yeah, we were very gracious. I don't think I met any of the other nominees actually. Oh, that helps. So I didn't even, I don't even know if they were there. No one, actually no one really clapped the other ones, which was quite Ooh. awkward. So like we had to kind of like start it because it was, it was like our responsibility as the, you know, as the, nom yes. the nominee that did get a clap and a laugh. Um, How do you practice your humble loser face? No, no, no. I mean, you I, I lose a lot in life. So <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, just had it anyway. I just had it anyway. So um, you went in at the back of your mind thinking you were going to win. I wouldn't. Um, I, I, th I thought it was a good possibility. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I don't normally think that. Normally, as soon as I'm nominated for something, actually it's rarely happened in my life, but like, as soon as you kind of like up for, you know, you get to the final three of something or whatever for an interview, you always think, oh, it's probably not going to be me. But then like, there's always a little glimmer of hope in the back yeah. of your mind, isn't there? And like, I'm actually quite proud of what we made. So I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it'll clinch it. And because we actually had like good, kind of like celebrity talent in our one, that always like clinches a public vote, doesn't it? What you're it? saying is you cheated. Well, I don't know. I think he made the most of what he had. Used all his resources. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's not, che that's not cheating. Is it a good trophy? Uh, I didn't get to keep it, unfortunately. Oh, it, only, you only get one? You don't get one for Yeah, everybody. you only get one, annoyingly. So it's like me, um, the Netflix, the guy from Netflix who kind of like commissions it, and um, the editor. And so we were kind of like, we went up there, and we were like on either side of him, and he kind of did the speech. Um, and we stood to the side, which I'm very happy with. And he did a very, very good speech. We love you, Rich. Oh, oh that's nice. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so first question we start with is, what does mediocre mean to you? What does mediocre mean to me? Um, I think, I mean, obviously it is like, first thing that comes to mind is average, obviously. But I think if we're going, if we're going to like delve deep into the word, for me, it's like a lack of imagination or a lack of spark. You know, something can be quite... Something can be mediocre, but still be quite good. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I it, hope so, because that's kind of what the whole show is about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the definitions of mediocrity are about being in the middle, so therefore it can be completely... It doesn't stand out. fine, not the whole passive-aggressive use of the word fine, but it's just, it, it does the job. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't, like, I think of, like, a mediocre film, for example. Yeah. Um, Go on. I'm not going to name names. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a mediocre film where it's like, you know, like a, I feel like a lot of rom-coms I've seen recently, because I do like a rom-com, but like, I feel like the ones that are made these days are very mediocre because not to be that person, you know, back in the day, whatever, but like, they just don't really stand out. And I don't think they'll, they'll last the test of time. Whereas like a lot of like, when you think of like a cult classic, it wasn't mediocre. It was just bad, but people yeah. have kind of like, they loved how bad it was. And obviously, you know, you've got the other end where like something's really high quality and obviously people love it. But like something can be bad and you can really love it and like have a lot of affection for it. But for me, mediocrity, you just don't, it's not memorable and there's no spark and that's kind of how I think. I think describing me perfectly. It's like the opposite of love being indifference, isn't it? It's not hate, love, hate are both passionate. Right, but right. Yeah. But, so I do, but I do think there's like a beauty in mediocrity. Like not everything can be really good and really bad. Like there's something, there's something comforting about, and like, let's be, let's be honest. Like most of us are mediocre and most things are mediocre. It's only like the select few that can be really bad yeah. or really good. Otherwise, if everything, yeah, everything can't be, no, everything can be average. Everything can't be <laughs> extraordinary or nothing's extraordinary. But then nothing, but everything can't be average because then you have to have yeah. an average. Like it's, you know, 
mediocre. I think there's a, there's a lot of beauty in it for sure. You did double mass at A level. You understand well. uh, average. averages. Just yes. <laughs> you did you did what A level? Double maths. Double oh. Uh, I double did maths. badly. Yeah, it's like where they where you do loads of maths, so you do like two A levels worth. Okay. David likes to tell us this I don't, a lot. I've said I, it, I don't I've understand that. I've someone who's not good at maths. Because one previous guest was doing a PhD or something and I was trying to prove that I was... Anyway. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've mentioned it twice. So it could be your thing now. Which is right. Is that not a 100% increase? Um, or something. So what do you think is great, but maybe the rest of us has dismissed as being a bit mediocre? I think a lot of my mediocre loves are centered around food. Um, I love food. It brings me a lot of comfort and it doesn't always have to be good food. You know, you are like, absolutely preaching 100%. to the choir. We uh, love, sometimes you're just in the mood for something. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Sponge. Like my, my parents, <laughs> yeah. bless them. I love my parents get on so well with them. They're not very good cooks. They're very much kind of like bangs and beige stuff in the oven. Present it fine. But like, I find a lot of comfort in that. Maybe it's because I grew up with it or maybe because it's just kind of like, oh, I know what I'm getting here. And I, I, I love, you know, I love restaurants. I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, I love good food. I also just love food that kind of like... See, my parents are both bland. amazing cooks and I'm not. So it's not, that, it's not that mediocre food or beige food like reminds me of my childhood. I think it probably just makes me feel okay. Because yeah. <laughs> my parents are incredible cooks and I'm not. How did you not pick that up? Uh, I, because I made your mum because your mum's lasagna is fantastic. It is indeed. Uh, she makes little individual dishes. Oh, that's it, like, cute. Burns little ramekin dishes. So you've got yes, all like... the crispy bits on the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. Like, amazing. Because you don't want the middle, the middle, the middle section of the lasagna, right? So yeah. everybody, everybody get up. That's and they're about that's that the sign of a good cook. Yeah, they're both incredible. And the reason why I never picked it up is because I think it was a bit too intimidating, and I'm not very good. I don't really like to play games that I'm not going to win which is why I don't play computer so, games or any okay. school or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that means that I didn't want to go and do any cooking because I'd, I'd have to be bad to get good. And so now right. I have all my food delivered. You have to start with failure to get, okay. to get good. Whoa, whoa, you know? whoa, whoa, whoa. So <laughs> you slate me for getting a bunch of flowers delivered to myself once a fortnight, but you get all your food delivered. That's tea. It's not about me. <laughs> oh, first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> you've had some of the food I have delivered I, I, and you think it's lovely yes because because you haven't even been able to eat all of it you get so much food delivered Mr Hot Towel right that's enough that's all we <laughs> yeah no I love I, I love media like I love a supermarket sandwich I don't, I don't know why I just Oh, I just really like them. There's a specific one from M&S, which I would, which is not, which is not a mediocre. I this mean, is really the podcast of the people today. I know, like, really <laughs> relatable content. This is my thing. I love, I love M&S. I live, so I live opposite a Waitrose, but I will always go to M&S instead. Oh my God. <laughs> M&S was our little treat growing up. Like we'd go to Saint, like our, Sainsbury's was like our supermarket, but M&S was our treat. Like for Christmas, we'd go get our food from M&S. And so I've like grown up like, Loving, oh, I just love MS. And they've got this very specific food. sandwich. Yes, what, what's party the, food. What's the sandwich? It's very It's so, it's so shit. But it's their cheese and onion sandwich. Yes! yes. Oh, and there's something, it's so stodgy and bland. But yeah. like when I need, when I just need something to kind of like, is when I'm feeling kind of like sad or low, I go and get that sandwich. And it just, it completely lifts me up. And it's so, it's, you couldn't really say it's good, but it's just the texture of it is so kind of easy. It, yeah. 
And it's but it is media. It's like a, the most mediocre sandwich. Like you'd never choose it if you didn't have any kind of affinity well, towards like you it. You choose it. I mean, I do, but I love so bad food. I, 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 I'm kind of what I find really confusing. So I get it. Like I'm not a. Ma- well, what am I trying to say? You're going to finish a sentence. Before. I know I, it's catching, <laughs> isn't it? So um, right, I don't mind a sam like a supermarket sandwich, mm-hmm. but what really bothers me is that the bread is cold. Yeah, well, I've over refrigerated. If you oh. let them come up to room temperature a bit, but I never do because by the time I'm getting one, I'm hungry, so it just goes. And the bread's on not the way supposed out. to be refrigerated. Like what bread? Yeah. I, yeah, I get, that is true. That is true. I actually quite like it. I quite like the. <laughs> All kind of like congeals in a way that I. What I'm hearing, Matt, is that you don't like yourself. Very yeah, much. I, I don't. I don't. That's how I punish myself yeah. by buying these sandwiches. But I will say, like, there is a hierarchy to the supermarket sandwiches. Some are, some are, some are, I just won't go for. Like the Sainsbury's ones, I'm good. Maybe it's just the M and S ones I like. That goes to Sainsbury's sponsorship. I quite, <laughs> I quite like a Morrison's Coronation Chicken sandwich. That's because oh, I love Coronation fresh. Chicken. Shh, tell everybody where I live. <laughs> well, the fans will be there. I love Coronation Chicken. Yeah, me too. I feel like that's quite a controversial opinion, though. Is it? I feel like a lot of people don't like it. And we forget it's quite a recent invention. Oh, I love a Coronation Chicken. Goes. Like, everything. Yeah, me it too. It reminds me oh of my, my mum. Like, if we would go, if we were going somewhere and everybody else was going, everybody else was going to go out and have lunch out, like if we went to a theme park mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Like somewhere like that, everybody else would eat there, but we would bring sandwiches and they're always Coronation Chicken. I yeah. made, mm. and not a lanky, this is just carrying on the middle class. It's so, yes, <laughs> my God. Most middle class episode <laughs> anybody's <laughs> ever made of anything. Otolanghi did a recipe for Coronation Cauliflower. Oh, Ooh, which is the that same same idea with roast cauliflower. It was delicious mm. for veggies and vegans. And now I'm wondering, because you know it's going to happen um, in 24, we're going to have another, no, 23. What year is it next year? 23. We're going to have another coronation, aren't we? What will, yeah, what, need what, a, what will the dish be? Yeah, because yeah. they had one for the last Jubilee. Yeah, like, they, they made like before, a, it was all. It was, it was some kind of it was dessert, like trifle, trifle, I want to yeah. say. But it needs to be something easy. I mean, the glorious thing about coronation chicken was it was just it's chicken mayonnaise yeah, and curry powder. That's one of the things so when they make it a competition, it's like it has to be that everybody can do it. Yeah, suddenly I'm looking forward to the coronation. Something I didn't think I'd say. I forgot there was going to be a dish. Oh, there's going to be food. Yeah, always food. and like. Sorry, not to bring it back to supermarket sandwiches again, but I love as well that they become seasonal. Like when Christmas comes around, you get like the pigs and blanket ones. And I'm like, oh, I've got to, I've just got to try them, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. The pre- veggie Christmas sandwich, which is brie and nuts and cranberry yes. sauce, is just, and I genuinely get excited. It's like the red cups thing. See, I just have the a- red cups. Yes. Oh my I, God. We are being played for capitalist fools. I know. Another this. thing, like another thing that's kind of similar to the sandwiches, like I, I, like mediocre coffee as well i like good coffee but i also like mediocre coffee like i like a costa and a starbucks i like going my way through the seasonal menus like a pumpkin spice or the red cups yeah i'm yeah capitalism yeah they're absolutely playing us for the fools we are they really are i don't drink coffee i love it (laughs) you don't did you no i'm really boring did you say pret yeah i have a real issue with pret i don't understand why everybody's obsessed because i agree it's supermarket sandwiches that you pay twice the price for it's a sandwich with bread that's in a fridge that's been it's in a paper bottle like, i don't get it and the and the baguettes are so hard like they cut your mouth they're like they're so understand. like they're very spiky spiky like, like they're just okay. they're, i don't know you know when something like cuts the roof of your mouth they you know you know what i mean yeah. they're like that i'm not a big fan of pret either it's good you, I, you, I, I wish it's death you oh. ubiquity, <laughs> ubiquity and convenience i think that sandwiches can be too complicated. I like old man Agreed. sandwiches, which is what yeah. cheese and onion is. Cheese and pickles. Oh, plow, 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 plow. Yeah. I once had a screaming argument with my friend Angela 
uh, <laughs> about I'd bought a triple pack of supermarket sandwiches. Oh yeah, it now we're talking. Vegetarian plowmans, egg mayonnaise, uh-huh. and cheese and onion. Oh, yeah. And she stole the plowmans and left me the egg mayonnaise. And I I was stressed at the time about things, but threw the egg mayonnaise, <laughs> the egg mayonnaise in the bin and stormed out. Saying, no one likes the egg mayonnaise. Everyone knows that plowman is the best. And stormed out. I think, I mean... Do you understand, don't yeah, you, Matt? I, do, I mean, I do like egg mayo, but I do nothing quite, I mean, about that surprises I do too. me. But it's not as good as plowman. You save the plowman to last, right? Wait, what was the other one? Cheese, well, it was cheese and onion, so oh, yeah, there's no bad last, choices. But, but, yeah, but you don't steal the plowmans. No, I mean, you don't steal anything, quite no, frankly. Well, quite frankly, Angela it, should mine. be ashamed of herself. Yeah, and Angela, shame on you. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if this is the most thrilling conversation we've had I mean, speak for yourself. Yeah. We've all been quite passionate. Yeah, well... Yeah, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> what, um, what is mediocre about you? I can't remember what the word was then. I built your memory. Everything around this. What's mediocre about you? Nothing. Nothing. No. Great, lovely to have <laughs> you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mediocre at being humble. <laughs> well, yes. Um, no, actually, I'm very bad. Wait. No, I'm good at being humble. Almost too good. I'm not very good at like picking myself up. Oh, you you did come. You started this by saying, "Well, I knew I was going to win that award." Yeah, but that's not because, <laughs> that's not because of my talent. It's because of who was involved, apart from me. See, that's the best thing about being a director. I get to I get to hire lots of talented people, but like, I can just be quite mediocre myself. I just come up with the idea and get lots yeah, of talented people involved. Actually, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a director's kind job. Of what we just, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> surround yourself with talented people, and then you can take all the credit. Yeah, it's great. That's exactly. Um, not that I ever take all the credit, but you know, um, that was not my answer, by the way. Okay. What's mediocre about me? Um, my work ethic, for sure. Um, I just. Are you just, sure you want Netflix to hear that? Yeah, they're fine. Like uh, the thing is, I'm my work ethic is good when I'm being paid for something. Like if there is money on the line whether it's like I am being paid money or like I put my own money into something, my work ethic is great. But when it comes to like personal projects or like trying to get my dreams off the, off the ground, I'm just, I'm just so lazy. What dreams are you not getting off the ground? Well, I'd like, you know, I, made a, I made a narrative short film a few years ago and, you know, it was for first attempt, it was fine. Um, and that was where my money was on the line because I paid for it. And I haven't done one since and I really would like to do another one, but... I'm just so... Is it lazy or is it fear of failure? I think it might be that. But then I tell myself it's laziness. Yeah. You know, you just beat yourself up over it and just like, oh, I'm just mediocre. I'm just, you know, whatever. I I, I don't... Yeah. So I think my my, my work, I think, is not not great. But then I think you always compare yourself to everyone else's... Everyone else looks like they're working very hard, but they're probably not as well. Right? Yeah. We have quite a conversation about work ethic, don't we? Because I have a bit of a problem. You have too much of one and I have too little of one. Well, you work very well together then. <laughs> so, so in the middle, we are balanced, we are average and mediocre in the middle. I don't know, because I ring her in the middle of the night yeah. and I'm like, we need oh, you God. to sell your flat because we need financing. I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. We need to open a comedy club. Yeah. <laughs> not a good time to sell either. And I need to It's not just we need to open a comedy club. But here are all the properties. We're going to go and look. We've got appointments made. I dread putting oh, on WhatsApp person. in the morning to find out what we're doing now. Oh, you're that person. The thing is, yeah. it's good to have friends like that, though. I've got a lot of friends like that that have, like, incredible productivity. I find it very intimidating, but also it's great when they can sort your life out a little bit. When you're doing something together, it's so good for someone to just organise it. We started a comedy night, and then we did three of them in one month because I couldn't say no. So the month you started, you did three in one month? 
Well, that's good. Including one of them was pro- <laughs> was providing all the comedians for the comedy stage at a quite a high profile pride. Probably not the best way a to week start before. your... Yeah. yeah. That was in the middle of the night, wasn't it? It was that a minute. That was 1am. Do you sleep? Mm, badly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm mediocre at. <laughs> Actually, me too. I'm not a very good sleeper. Really? But like, not, I don't think for the same reasons. I try, I try and go to sleep early, but it just never works for me. Very, um, yeah, I'm a very bad sleeper. I'm at like 2am. I'm just milling around thinking of what ridiculous thing I could do next. Do you find it hard to switch your brain off? Yeah. Yeah, I will often yeah. be in bed and then get out of bed because I'm so awake and I get a little notepad out and that's where all my ideas. I do the same, come get the notes app out. I'm like, this blue, <laughs> this blue light coming off my phone is really helping my sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that. Really, I, mm, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old lady. We don't sleep at all. We just pace nervously. Pacing. That's what happens. No, that's so, quite yeah, chic, though, isn't it? Go. Like pacing in a nice dressing gown. Oh yeah, yeah, and I've got dressing gowns specifically. I've got a pacing dressing gown. A pacing gown. dressing gown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't mention dressing gowns. My dressing gown was stolen when I got broken into, and I have, I'm hoping I'll get a new one for Christmas. That's really tragic. I know, right? Who would steal a dressing gown? People that break into your flat. They, you don't want to know what else they stole. Do not say. <laughs> I would really like to know. We all say Please off tell the pod. Me. I would love to know. We all say off the pod. <laughs> yeah, we can't possibly say. I that think the audience the would really like to know. Uh, they stole lots stolen. of things, loads of things, okay. including my work laptop. And like, that's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, I've got three dressing gowns. Is that too many dressing gowns? And I've just bought on over. Actually, it's my exciting week. I've bought hooks to hang them up in the back of my door, and it's giving me so much joy. Why three dressing gowns. I've got my getting out of the shower towelling dressing gown. Yeah, so it's like straight me. when you like. Yeah. So when you're wet. Yeah, and then oh, so, I hate that. That no, sounds awful. I have to put it, for me, it's like well, you have to put it on when you're dry. I agree. That. Yeah, no, yes, yeah, so I don't. I'm not going to walk around the flat in that. And then I've got my winter tartan dressing gown. What you're saying is you've years. got a towel with arms, is what you're describing. Yeah, and then I've got my glamorous <laughs> pacing dressing gown, which is I saw Nigella Lawson wear it, and so I. Oh yeah, it. fair enough. It's got the map of it's silk. Well, pretend silk. It's got the map of Venice printed all over it. Why Venice? Oh, is it because Nigella had it? Well, she had it, but also I spent uh, three months in Venice and had a mini nervous breakdown, so it's happy memories. But you just wanted to be taken back. Just wanted to be taken back. So it's quite symptomatic. But um, I'm just imagining there. you like slinking out of each dressing gown and then like going into the next one yes. straight away, like different, different stations in your flat. I have to say, I think it's highly appropriate that the very slightly older middle-class person has three dressing gowns and the young youth of today have no dressing gowns. Are you saying gowns. this is the problem with Gen X? Well, We're holding know. all the dressing gowns as well as everything else. Mm. Mm. I, could, I, I would like I mean, to see I, a dressing gown come back, actually. You don't really, you don't really see so them in pop lovely. culture either, do you? Well, you in know, pop what, culture? I mean, what? As in, like, you know... <laughs> like I, you, I don't really see dressing gowns on, like, in films and TV anymore. It's more like loungewear now, isn't it? See, this it's, is it's less dressing gowns. It's not the problem of lockdown. There were other problems with lockdown. I appreciate that. But one of the things of lockdown is that you miss that coming home at the end of the day, getting out of your outdoor clothes and getting into your... Because I used to come, I'd get back from work and get straight into mm. a version of PJs and my dressing mm-hmm. gown. And it was a lovely... It might be six o'clock in the... Well, I'd never be home that early. But whatever time in the evening. And it's a lovely now I'm home feeling. And because you were just home, you didn't have that change from day to evening. Yeah, I mean, that was the worst thing about COVID, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I really am cancelling myself. Yeah. Didn't say it was the worst. I said it was a problem. Well, Quite it's been lovely knowing you all. Bye. Thanks, NHS. Yeah. <laughs> right, what are you promoting? 
Um, I guess my the show that I do with Netflix is called Doing It With Netflix. Um, there are three episodes up currently. Uh, the first one is with Tace and Cheryl Hull from Drag Race UK. And the second, uh, the second episode and third episode are with Monet Exchange and the Vivian. Um, there's also a... That was um, the one you were talking about. That's the yes, award-winning yes. one. Yes, and we had a new episode that came out in September where they um, learned how to do outdoor survival things, which was fun. What Went to the middle of the woods. Uh, it was... It was uh, it was a, a show called Fate the Wink Saga, which is like a fairy show. Um, I'm not going to go into the a specifics of like how we made that work, but okay. or why it was chosen. But, you know, it worked Watch in it. the end. It was very, a very tenuous link. So these, where can we see these? These are just, uh, so they're on, uh, they're still watching Netflix YouTube channel, um, which is kind of like their, it's kind of like their DVD extra thing where they put all the stuff that's like related to the shows that they're not going to yeah, put on the main dumb bit service yeah yeah, yeah 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 um and there's also a documentary that i directed last year um called my god what's it called uh, on youtube it's called inside the uk's rapidly changing drag industry industry something like that you'll find it what a catchy <laughs> yeah you'll find it well it was seo i can't understand how you've <laughs> it's got an that SEO thing. yeah but i'm very proud of it it was like a 35 minute um like deep dive into um UK drag industry and how it was recovering after COVID. So, and yeah. what about your short that you did? What's that called, and where can we find that? Um, it's not online anymore. Okay, it's, good. Uh, we it's can find removed. that on your computer. Yes, I mean, it, might, it probably is online somewhere, but I'm not gonna. It was, you know, when you've like, it, it was a long time ago, and it was a first. It really attempt, does sound like it was fear of failure. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Go over it, Matt. You did well. Thank you for that advice. Yeah, I, I will just go. I'll just go and go over it. Sage yeah. wisdom. Take if it only from so, Gen X. If only someone had told me that before. Oh, no, like. Now all your problems are solved. <laughs> um, okay, where can we find you online? Uh, so my Instagram is uh, at Matthew Cullum, and my website is www.mattcullum.co.uk. I need to pick one, Matt or Matthew. I kind of flip between the two. Branding. I need to pick my branding. Yeah. Something I'm mediocre at. Branding. Run out of time. Genuinely. Yeah. No well, more of that. Okay, You've fine. already had your thing. It's a whole list. I thought we were going for hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for coming. That was good. Thank you so much. Uh, really fun. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. You can see me on Instagram at Mr. David Ian or on my website, davidian.co.uk. And me for what is possibly a very short time remaining at KTS Dale. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mediocre Gay, the podcast. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Mediocre Gay Pod. Or share your mediocre secrets with us on MediocreGayPod at gmail.com. <laughs>